Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 16 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am a geeky mom. I'm about to show off my geeky girl con-ness along with Yay! Regina this weekend at Geek Girl Con. Really for the first time. Yes. The geeking moms are getting together. We're leaving the geeky dad out of this. But yeah. um yeah. that's fine. It's about it's about Game of Thrones. I'm, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> So I would not add anything productive to that panel. (laughs) Now you can sit there and throw shade the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would absolutely make your panel way funnier. (laughs) A hundred percent funnier. And neither of you can deny that. No, 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 not going to deny that. So obviously joined by Regina McMenemy, who is head geek at the Geek Embassy. I finally got off my butt and wrote another article for the Geek Embassy. (laughs) I know. I was like, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're having having lots of people with um, content commitment issues right now, myself included. So I can't really say anything, but. Yeah, I should be getting better. It was just a weird yeah, Month. there's times everybody yeah. ebbs and flows, you know, and yeah. um, it's, you know, volunteer positions. I just, I'm always thankful when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then joined by our geeky dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hey, Stephen. Happy Red Dead Week, everybody. Yes, Red Dead Week. We'll talk about in a minute, but I'm super excited because it's almost Halloween. And Halloween, Halloween is our holiday at my house. Like this is the one we go all out for. I've got decorations in my yard. Not quite there yet, but we went last weekend we went to Halloween City and a Spirit Halloween store to pick up our decorations, which was super cool because Anna's like, "I want our yard to be the spookiest ever." And I'm like, "Yes. That's my girl." All right. Let's go do this. And then obviously when you get to the decoration section of those stores, they have all of those animatronic Mm. things that will jump up and scare you. So we went to the first one. There was only like one um, aisle of like decoration stuff. That was the Halloween city. And we went to spirit because we couldn't find crap in the first one. Um, But there was like this like little girl thing sitting on the floor with a pumpkin. And she's like saying, look at this pumpkin. I carved it myself. And now I'm going to carve you. And then it jumps up. (laughs) And Anna was standing right next to it. (laughs) And she started wailing. Oh, my God. And we left the the store. She's like, I'm never going to Halloween City again. (laughs) Okay. And then we went to Spirit. (laughs) which ended up being worse because they go really all out. They have the huge animatronics. Yeah. They they like big displays. Yeah. Yeah, Right at the front of the store Mm -hmm. was like this tunnel that you walk through and everything. So there was right in front of the door was like this big scarecrow that like talks in like a really deep voice. I don't remember what it said. And then it like lurches forward with his arms out. And it did that right as we walked in the door. (laughs) (laughs) So she started wailing again. Everybody's looking at us. They're all like, Oh, <laughs> I mean, but it's kind of sad. I know we're terrible parents. We're scarring our child for life. But now, once we ended up like getting out of there, then she was like, "Oh yeah, like I want to get this thing. Like, there's this. We got this possessed pumpkin. It's called where it um, it's like it's like a carved jack lantern. It's got arms when it's cut in half, and it'll throw its top half up, and then you see it's got creepy eyeballs." on the inside along with all of the the gunk or whatever it is that you pull out of a pumpkin when you carve it um 
So yeah, so that's fun. We've got little fake signs in our yard. We've got fake skeletons. I have a string of spiderweb shaped lights hanging on my window. We bought one of those twirly light things. They were popular at Christmas. You know, it makes like makes your Christmas lights look like they're kind of moving all over the house. Do you know what I'm talking about, Stephen? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we got one of those um, only has ghosts. So we've been putting that in our house too. And the funny thing is we got this little, and she picked this out, this little hedge monster that you can sort of like work into your hedge, um, which is nice because we have a hedge that leads right up to our house. Um, But you know, lots of the stuff is sound activated and sometimes you have to be really, really loud to activate it and get it going. This thing though, it doesn't take much. Like Anna was talking while we were walking into the house the other day and it set it off. <laughs> I'm like, this is kind of cool because it's right at the front of our, our walkway before like any of the other decorations are and kids are going to be yelling and making noise coming up to our house. And that thing's going to be going off like mad and scaring people, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, I mean, you love your spoopy stuff. I do. I love it. I love it. I Even if to- it means tormenting your daughter. <laughs> She's not happy about it now. She's happy about it now. She's like, okay, yeah. There is one thing we got. It's like this hanging ghost thing, and it's got like manacles on it, and it does like we bought it in the store in the little test button thing. Um, We didn't do that, so we just bought it and brought it home. And then when we got it home, we saw what it actually did, and it like I just kid you not moans for like two minutes, and it's like help me, let me out, like it's crazy. (laughs) It's just like, wow, that'll be good. I don't know if anybody's going to make enough noise to set that one off, but <laughs> I may be. I know I may be like running into the yard, just clapping my hands. <laughs> we have Makes a we have a somebody's... door knocker like a that talks right so uh-huh. sensor, and it looks like it's just hanging there, and then it starts talking at you. Yeah, but I've realized that the only way it really ever picks up anything is if you slam the door. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then it talks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Our hedge monster, our hedge monster is going to be a hit because yeah. it doesn't take much to set it off, which is very cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So super excited. Anna is going to be Quidditch Harry Potter. I like specifically, it. Specifically from Prisoner of Azkaban because she has the goggles, the rain goggles oh. that she's going to be wearing. So it wasn't it wasn't just Harry Potter. It got it specifically to Quidditch Harry Potter, but not just Quidditch Harry Potter. Quidditch Harry Potter from a specific movie. Hold, so. please. Hold, hold on for a moment. Are you surprised that your daughter was that terribly specific about her literary <laughs> Halloween <laughs> costume? I want to clarify if you're actually surprised, because I'm not. <laughs> I think this is as on brand as you can possibly get for your child. Well, she's been sort of vague. Um, in the past, like last year, she was a dragon, and you know, well, I guess you can't be super specific with the dragon because those are all, you know, we don't like watch like speci- well. I guess she yeah. watches How to Train Your Dragon, but she's not that into it. So she was just a general dragon. We went and got her red fluffy dragon outfit, which my okay. husband made awesome by sticking glow sticks in the mouth so it looked like it was breathing fire. But that was last year when she <laughs> was four, five. Well, that's last year when she was five. Either way, she's oh, older wait. now. No, you're right. It was four when she was a dragon. She was a skeleton last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So she's older now. Yes, but still. <laughs> time. Wait until she's ten. Right. 
Um, <laughs> as we speak, the general is out with the kids figuring out their costumes. They know what mm-hmm. they want. It's just a matter of figuring it out and, you know, making it happen. Uh, Megan expressed today that she's upset that we're not decorating. But, um. like, but like, dude, we it's too windy to put real decorations up. Oh, um, so mm. I just stopped mowing my lawn a couple weeks ago. I figured we'll just make it terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there are a few That'll things I, I can't put up yet. There's some things that aren't like staked down that will just kind of fly away. And we got a bunch of that fake spider web, but I'm not putting that up until it stops raining because mm. raining on that crap makes a that huge mess. Useless. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Damn. So, um, but anyhow, I'm excited. Like I said, this is our holiday. We don't celebrate Christmas. This is our big, big holiday. Awesome. And I'm super excited. I'm volunteering at the school party, which she was begging me to do. So um, so I'm doing that, too. So cool. should be cool. Got to carve the pumpkins. I'm going to start that tomorrow. We're going to be doing some Nightmare Before Christmas designs, which is super cool. So Awesome. Um, yeah. It's not, we've been watching... to, it's not too early to, to carve pumpkins. I keep saying it's too early to carve pumpkins. Well, it'll be, if I do it tomorrow, it'll be a week. A week, Which I don't yeah. think is, is too long. We got our pumpkins last weekend. Um, yeah. Because that was when we could go to the pumpkin patch. Because uh, my husband's out in, in Russia this week. And then this weekend is GeekroCon. So right, yeah. there was no I, chance to do it. To figure out. <laughs> <laughs> When all of these things are happening, we went to the pumpkin patch yesterday. So yeah, we just got everything. But yeah, and I made, yeah. I sort of made I, my daughter's costume this year, sort of. Oh right, yeah, I saw the Princess Peach. Yes, yeah. I kind of packed it because I took an existing dress and then just. It looks good though. It does. Yeah, it does yeah. look good. Yeah, it's I, it's it's a little um, tender because it's all hand sewn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, In other words half of it could fall off when she's running around yeah i'm more, I'm more <laughs> worried that some of the like the the uh, bustle that i put on is pretty secure uh-huh. like that's not going to go anywhere but the seams on like the the edges of it are really loose and so oh, okay i'm worried that she could catch that so we were like yeah i don't think you can actually play in this one until after halloween <laughs> right after yeah. halloween and we take you know then you can do it so yeah, yeah. i did a lot of there was a lot of hacking involved in the <laughs> hey, <laughs> that. Hey, you do what you got to do. It looks great. I would never even venture to make a Halloween costume. Yeah, my um, mom used to make all mine. So it's one of those things I've kind of wanted. You know, to the, do, the, so. the closest I ever got, and I bought the dress for it, is I dressed up as a little sister from Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, it was for a company Halloween party. And so I, I bought like- seeing an, pictures on Facebook, maybe? Yeah. 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 I bought um, an Alice in Wonderland dress and sort of just smudged it and made it Mm -hmm. look dirty and gross and then the big thing that we did and isaac helped me this was we put together this really elaborate atom gun you know they use the little syringe thing that they suck Mm -hmm. the atom out of people yeah and that turned out really well um because my husband had the brilliant idea to take a little um a mini sort of jelly jar and hook it onto this thing so it looked like the atom container oh. and we cut up a bunch of red glow sticks and put Ooh. those in there um, that's cool yeah See, it I looked love really like really that. awesome i love yeah. when you take things in like i made a like a decoration of a spider that i put in like the corner of our living room when we had a big halloween party a few years ago yeah. and i had made it just out of garbage bags and <laughs> newspaper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then i made the eyes with a glow stick and then i put um 
electric tape on them to like make them look like spider eyes. Oh, that's oh, man. cool. It just freaked everybody out. It was so awesome. <laughs> and I had it nice. I had it backlit like up and underneath it. So it was like it looked like it was just looming over everybody. It was really yeah. yeah. I won the Halloween costume party for my little sister costume and here I'm going to date myself. This is how long ago this was. <laughs> but it was an awesome prize at the time was I got a 16 gig iPod. Oh, iPod wow. touch. Right. So, yeah, yeah, so it was, it was like many big deal. Many, many years ago. And that was a wonderful prize. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's Halloween. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be cool. We still have to buy candy. My grocery store has this massive, it's so funny. It's a massive mountain of candy that is just thrown like it's wow. not organized in any way it's oh, just you, a bunch I saw of that you posted yeah. it on facebook yeah <laughs> it's a bunch of bags yeah. of candy just in a big mound yeah um yeah <laughs> our um our like the safeway here is doing this buy two things get a free bag of candy oh buy two of anything yeah it's like candy? there's like this like whole like full page in their ad because i have the app and i was going through the app and i'm like why are there so many of these and then i looked on the ad and it was like a whole page of it is like buy two of these and then get a free bag of candy and i was like this is really bizarre oh, that's well, real hey, smart that's it real is smart. and you can yeah. get all your halloween candy if you're free yeah. that way so yeah yeah so i'm not sure that that was i don't know how big the bags are but yeah i mean you could at least you know i mean with that's us yeah. we have to get like one of the giant bags and we usually get some of the smaller bags of you know, with like 20 a piece of like, you know, Reese's cups and whatever. Uh-huh. And those are the auxiliary bags. Right. <laughs> in case we run out, because we, like, I, I mean, you guys have heard me say this story before, but like, we are the neighborhood from ET. Like, <laughs> there are just tons of kids. Yeah. All the time. Like too. yeah. I get two issue, bags and we usually go through yeah, a good portion the of it. The yeah. issue is that we're on the East Coast and so it gets darker. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. so the, you know, so it's usually kind of dark. That's the only thing that prevents it from being super that way. But there are just hordes of kids and people come from out of town. And some of the people on the street like care, but I'm like, nah, man. Whatever. <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I just, I, I mean, you just listen, come to my door with a costume or at least try and you're in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but we go through a ton every year. Yeah. Um, we do too. Um, Cause we live in a little, um, well, it's not that little. Um, like a gated it doesn't have a gate either but it's sort of like a gated community type thing um where pretty much everybody has kids so um you know there's Mm -hmm. lots of that stuff going on we go through a lot but we give kids lots Mm -hmm. of candy like they they walk up and they look and they like they take like one piece and i'm like no take Take some more more. that's what it's here for oh yeah Yeah. it's it is um it's basically for me, it's like a bell curve. Maybe not a bell curve. It's <laughs> kind of like the younger you are, the older you are, the more I give you. Yeah. Like if you're eight or nine, I'm giving you one piece of candy because you're not sharing that with anyone. But like <laughs> if you're but if you're a toddler, you're not eating any of that. I'm just giving candy to your parents. And right. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. And if you're a teenager and you try, right. I'm all in. Yeah. Like yeah. A couple of years ago, we had literally the entire cast of Adventure Time come to our house at like (laughs) eight o'clock and they were all in costume, literally all of it. And, you know, like we, but it's not, and it was on a weekend too. 
Yeah. And so we had like all our friends were over. My whole LARP team was there. We were all just being goofy. And me and my buddy Craig went to the front door. Yeah. Um. Actually, no, it was John. Regina knows him. John. Yep. And we went to the door and the cast of Adventure Time was standing there. And they all said trick or treat, all excited. And I was like, whatever. I dumped the bowl out in one of their bags. And I was like, make sure you share this. And I was like, we're done. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. gave, I We must have given them like 80 pieces of candy. Because yeah. I was just like, no, that's good. Yeah, you know there, I mean? were, there were a few teenage girls, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, that were dressed up as Care Bears. And it wasn't like crazy, like generic, plasticky type outfits. Like they had sewn like big Care Bear mm-hmm. outfits. Um, like, listen, if you, yeah, exactly. Cool. If you cosplay at my house. Right. <laughs> now, here's what I want to know. I want to know what parents are interested in playing the drinking game with me that you have to take a shot every time you see a Fortnite costume. I want to see how many people die um, because because uh, they are out there and um, anyone on my street who's playing is getting at least one shot because uh, Jacob is insisting on a Fortnite costume. Evan wants to be Breath of the Wild Link mm. and okay. Megan changes every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, at one point she wanted to be an apple. Then cool. she wanted to all, she wanted to be a default from Fortnite, okay. and my wife and I were very excited about that because that's literally khakis and a tank top and a right. nerf gun yeah. like great you know what I mean like yeah that's a default you know right. whatever that's just was awesome you know um and then she wanted to it, it's all over the place and I'm like why couldn't Shira have come out like this summer right oh yeah she's like perfect. the little blonde girl like it'd be perfect but yeah. she's not Wonder Woman yet I mean, I think that's time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She likes Harley Quinn, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I have a real problem with, like, if you're a teenager and you're, like, Harley Quinn, I get it. She has some yeah. redeeming qualities, kind of. But, like, little girls should not dress up as Harley Quinn. Right. I, I mean, even as a teenager, not. like, you like the horror aspect, so the scary psychopath is... I let it go. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. Yeah. But if you're a little girl, you should definitely... And this is... You should definitely not dress your brother and sister twins up as right. Harley Quinn and the Joker. I'm just telling you this right now. Yeah. If you do that, you do not understand the, the, what you have done. So, my, my friend has twins and her girls are going as the, um, the scary twin girls from um, the shining. I give oh, up. Man. I have, I don't wow. want to. She posted a picture of them and they were so so creepy i was like wow this is gonna win and so they're gonna try to get the whole family to do she's gonna dress up as um uh i can't remember the mom's name and then um her husband is gonna get like a crazy wig and try to be jack nicholson um and then they have an older son they're gonna get a big wheel for and like try to get all like things she's like i'm not sure all of that is gonna come into you know yeah, but she said it was what was cool about it is um, like the kids know Ready, Ready Player One, right? The, right. Because it yeah. was in the movie, right? So they know yeah. it from Ready Player One. The parents are going to know it from The Shining. So it's going to like have enough resonance to kind of like hit both like groups. Yeah. But, yeah. She posted a picture. I might snap a picture of it and send it to you, too, because it's just wow. it is literally the stuff of nightmares. I was thinking... Um, <laughs> Regina, tell me, or not Regina, Nicole, tell me if it, it, I was thinking of getting a Beyond t-shirt and shaving my beard just so and slicking my hair back and being Greg Miller. Um, but you wouldn't be wearing a shirt. 
Oh, I'm not done yet. Okay. And then I would take a picture of me in the Beyond shirt with a slick back hair, and then I would get a Spider-Man mask, and then I would be shirtless <laughs> Spider-Man. But the only way I will, but if I do this, you need to share it and tag him because you are friends with him on Facebook. I am, and I am not because you actually know the man. Uh-huh. Um, he would not see me through because I'm sure that I'm not the only person dressing up as shirtless Spider-Man. But I really kind of want to do it. Yeah, my wife. The only thing that will make it that I can't is that my wife doesn't want me to. Yeah, but that doesn't really Wait. stop me. If you do it, I, yes, I will. I will post pictures on Facebook and I will tag him. Absolutely. He doesn't always pay attention to my posts. But I don't really well, tag him in anything. But um, well, I mean, he's busy. He is. Yeah. But definitely, I, I, I definitely kind of want to do that. Be, uh, but because it would be hilarious. It is Red Dead Week, as Stephen uh, talked about. By the time you hear Twice. this podcast, it will be out. Red Dead Redemption 2. And there's been lots of stuff happening in regards to Red Dead Redemption 2, if you've been following any of the news. One of the co-founders of Rockstar said in a very lengthy interview that some of his employees are working 100-hour-plus weeks. That's how dedicated they are. And everybody had a... I don't even know what they had. It was it was horror. There was a- was a reaction it was horror it was basically horror that somebody would say that for one thing because that makes your company look terrible uh to begin with but then bragging about it is even worse and that's what this guy did now granted rockstar does not have the best reputation as a great place to work um already so um because they've got some diversity issues and some you know just general toxic culture type stuff um but then the studio head manager i forget what he was came out and they they had done like this survey and so they said the average hours that people actually worked was like 48 or something along there and then just recently i don't know if it was today or yesterday They posted on the Red Dead Redemption 2 official website this massive list of credits for everybody that had anything to do with the game. Like, thank you so much for your contribution, and we really appreciate you, and blah, 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 which, um, you know, I guess, you know, you got to give them credit for making that effort, but they would not have done that had their uh, co-founder not been such a jerk in the first place. Well, so this is why... The Hauser brothers do not do media. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because what it turns out is actually what happened is that his writing team is a bunch of troll freaks. Yeah. And they, at the end of a project, basically like button down and live at the studio for a month while they go over all 200,000 lines of dialogue, which realistically... Yes, that would take 100-hour weeks for three or four weeks, which is insane. And if it's a small team, that's great, whatever. But, like, that's the kind of thing where you kind of, like, man, I know what he was getting at, Mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. I get what he was saying. Like, man, this is such a big thing. Woohoo! Yeah. It's a um, party at Regina's house. Party at Regina's house. So, um, Victory Royale? Is that what we got? Got a Victory Royale? No? Yeah. No? Um, so, uh, that's what it sounds like when we get a Victory Royale at our house. It's a little, it's a little deeper. Um, right. So, but only just... But only just barely, because he's nine. Right. So, like, yeah. you know, only just barely. So, so, 
Um, <laughs> like I know what he was getting at, and I understand what he is saying. Mm-hmm. But this is why he doesn't do media. Like he's not trained, and this is, yeah. you know, like we. It, and this is the thing, like. And I know this is not necessarily on topic. And I, and before I will go off topic, I will say I super agree. Crunch is bad. I have to officially go on record as saying that being that I am on the podcast hosted by a spouse of a game developer. So I, I legally am required to do so. Um, crunch is bad. And sometimes um, necessary. I mean, uh, you finish and then I'll, yeah. I'll jump in. Well, of course, sometimes it is necessary. I mean, it is a thing that exists. It is bad. I don't know the answers to fixing it. Sometimes it just is a thing. Um, and as a, as an industry, video games need to figure it out. Yeah. Either continue well, to do, you know, whatever they got to figure it out. Yeah. But it's not just, it's not just video games because I'm partnered with a, computer programmer who does the exact same thing so there are times when that crunch happens and it doesn't matter what kind of programming it is but i think the tech industry needs to address it if it is something that becomes kind of a chronic issue with with that said Mm -hmm. i worked in health insurance Mm -hmm. and i still work in health insurance and from september until the end of january we crunch too Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, more or less. You know, think of tax people; they do the same thing from you so, know. So this January is just April. Of, so yeah, it is, but the difference is, the difference is, and I think this is that, exactly like yep. my cult. employers have never said, "Oh, well, we pay out X number of hours of overtime, and you know, like our claims people." have to work nine hours of overtime every week um, and are required to come in for at least four hours. Like they never do that. It's like, this yeah. sucks. We got to do it. Here's the money. We'll buy you pizza. Like we just got to get through it because this is what we got to do. It's a business need. Whereas video games and, and like the tech, like in video games, it's like a marketing thing. Like Microsoft obviously has people crunching, when it's time to release a new windows thing, right? Like they obviously do, but they don't send out press releases to CNET saying, Oh, well for the new uh, security update for windows, we had a bunch of guys, we had a bunch of guys and gals in, we locked them in a bunker. Like, whereas video games is still coming out of that where they're like, Oh man, yeah, we work for three months, 80 hours a week. And like, only yeah. recently have we like kind of turned on that attitude. Like, sure, you're dedicated, and I'm sure some of them wanted to do that. Like, I'm yeah. sure there's some people that are like, I am all in, I want to put that in. Some of my favorite times at my last job were the days where I was working a 12 hour day and I was just and it was insane the whole time. And it's like, you know what? Like my freaking supervisors were dancing around, like giving people brownies and pizza, and we were just like laughing about the thing, and I was getting paid overtime for it. Like it was fun. To a degree, but like, yeah, they still got to figure it out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. games should um, know better. It's very visible, um, the whole crunch thing. Uh, and it's and it's an issue because you know there's no overtime because of the type of job that it is. And I know people are arguing like, oh, they should get paid overtime, and or they should unionize, or you know this, that, or the other, but. Um, or it's poor project management. In lots of cases, that is it. It's poor project management. But there are some things that you cannot plan for. And most of that has to do on the tech side. So you can leave yourself two weeks 
for final polish and bug fixes and whatnot before you have to get the game out of the door. But what if there's a game crashing bug that takes a week to fix? Yep. And then that bug can spiral out of control and make more bugs. And that's the type of thing that you can't really plan for. Yeah. And so that's where that's where the crunch happens. Um, Isaac has been through some crazy crunches. I mean, crazy, crazy crunches. Before we moved out here, before we had Anna, there was one that was completely insane. There were a couple of nights he spent at the office because it just didn't make sense for him to come home because he would just have to go back right away. And then once when we moved up here, um, he was crunching so that he would come home to put Anna to bed because that's his thing. He does the bedtime routine and then he would go back. But that still was not as bad as the one that happens um, before we moved here. And Uh, and it's crazy. And it, you know, I mean, I mean, some a lot of the problem that I see with a lot of the commentary about this is that very few people who speak out about it understand right. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like they, and I mean, ultimately, that's a problem with society in general. That people, mm. you know, like everyone get because of Facebook and Twitter, everybody has an opinion. And that yeah. means everybody's voice matters when the reality is like, no, dude, you don't know what it's like right. to work at these companies. I mean, and, and you know what? I'm guilty of it because I don't know what it's like to work at these companies. Yeah. I, mean, I know more oh, than man. some. You make video games. That means you get to play video games all day, right? Right. There's still people that think that. Yeah, there and are people. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me that people yeah. still think that and some of those people have opinions about how crunch should work yeah um and so that's been the thing that's been so frustrating about this like this is a discussion that requires like nuance and thought and planning mm-hmm. and the reality is it's bad and it needs yeah. to be handled but no one has the right answer yet like i don't think right. anyone has come out on twitter or on a blog or on a podcast or anywhere and been like nope this is the answer and ha- and been 100% correct right everything would have so and that's the case everywhere else yeah i mean everybody's got an opinion and yes. but and some people are more educated than others but we don't know the correct answer i just agree that it is a problem that needs to be fixed and it's just kind of funny that the Hauser brothers, like they, they don't talk to media, but once every five or six years and man, did he step in it and he <laughs> didn't mean to, it's just, but, and, and this is the off topic rant I was getting it into is that it is funny mm. that people like on the internet complain all the time about how people who speak about games are so rehearsed and careful and practiced. Like mm-hmm. if I got Isaac on my, if somehow I got Isaac on my podcast to talk, he would have three sentences. He was allowed to say crafted by a PR person. And then we could talk about American football. Like <laughs> that's it. Um, that would be an extremely short discussion. Right. But that's, what I, but that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, you know, well, I mean, that, he, he would be able to talk to you. It just wouldn't be a project or Microsoft. Exactly. But that's what I mean, right? Like he was making a joke, but like, that's yeah. the thing. When Allie was on my podcast for E3 last year, not this year, but last year, she had to call every day and ask, hey, I want to go on. We're going to talk about E3. Is it cool? And eventually they were like, yeah, whatever. As long as you don't talk about the company or the project, we don't really care. Yeah. But like, she still had to clear it. Mm-hmm. And 
we we people get tired of oh man all this like rehearsed pre- like this is what happens when somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't have a PR leash on them gets in and does an interview because the people interviewing they don't know what they're not allowed to say mm-hmm. you don't know like they don't know that he's not that he probably shouldn't say that they that they're working a hundred hour like he doesn't know he can't control the message and so this is what we get when we have people sitting in front of a microphone or being interviewed that are not trained in how to deal with PR. Because had he known that he was going to start a huge firestorm two weeks before their huge video game that they have spent tens, probably hundreds of millions of dollars on, definitely hundreds of millions. Like, so like two days worth of uh, GTA online profits, but like, the, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars and he crapped all over that. And there are people, there was a petition to boycott the game. Now, please, nobody's boycotting. You're not yeah. boycotting this game. Gary <laughs> Witta said it best. Uh, your boy, Gary Witta on kind of funny game said he's I'm mad, but I'm weak. And I'm right. going to buy this game. Come on, you're going to yeah. buy it. Like, I'm not boycotting. I'm just ambivalent. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, man. That's for a different reason than the, the oh, yeah. I mean, design because, issues. Because right. this, is, this crunch thing is like, every industry has this problem. I don't know right. how to fix it. And not buying this game is not going to help. It's not going to yeah. make it better. And honestly, I don't think if a million people didn't buy this game, it would make it better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I totally Rockstar. Agree. Rockstar is not going to be the people that make the change and change things. No, absolutely not. Rockstar is going to do what Rockstar does because they're bar- they are barely part of the video game industry. Does that sound weird for me to like? They no, don't participate right. in the same way. They are their own thing. They're an anomaly. Yeah, they don't participate in E three. They've never done any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you rarely they see them. Don't care. And they can be jerks, too, because I remember when I was working at Game Now magazine way back in the day, um, which was part of the Ziff Davis suite of magazines, which also included Official PlayStation magazine and Electronic Gaming Monthly. So Official PlayStation magazine had the exclusive reveal on GTA Vice City, and they were waiting until the last minute to get some cover art from them. And Rockstar just didn't deliver the cover art. The cover ended up being the logo and that's it. And you know, like these guys were waiting like literally till like the last minute before they could send this thing to the printer and the Rockstar just didn't come through. And let me tell you, John Davison, who was EIC official PlayStation magazine that day, he was, I bet you he was not pleased. (laughs) Was he like super, super angry in a very British way? (laughs) I didn't know him very well at the time, but I know that he was kicking things. Yeah, um, well, so, yeah, it's. I mean, Rockstar will do what Rockstar does, but yeah. it's. But the reason I'm ambivalent, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, Nicole and Regina, if you have opinions. I know this is definitely not your. Tar- you are not the target audience of Red Dead Redemption Two. Nope. Um, <laughs> I mean, and and I mean that with absolute love and respect. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. You're not the target audience. Um, but like, I feel like there are two schools of thought on this game with the, ex- leaving the crunch aside, let's just three weeks ago before the crunch <laughs> thing, there were two people. There were like two groups of people. There were people who were absolutely never going to buy this game for one reason or another. 
Maybe they don't like Westerns, maybe whatever. They were just never going to buy it. And then there were a bunch of people who were like, I am not feeding my children, my dog, and someone else water my plants. I'm playing these games and I'm taking off work and I'm just going to play Red Dead for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be my life. And then there was me in the middle going, I mean, I kind of think it looks pretty and I feel like I need <laughs> to play it because like, but like, I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, we yeah. might end up getting it because I think Isaac is interested in it. Like I told you um, today that when we were off air that Isaac asked me today if, if I had bought it and I was like, no. <laughs> like, and I mean, like I'm ambivalent, like Steven, I just, I don't hate it. I just don't have any interest and I'm so backlogged on games in the first place. Like I still haven't finished Spider-Man. I still need to get Tomb Raider. Although at this point I'm going to wait for, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be on sale Tomb here. Tomb Raider's on a really good sale on PC. Yes, I know, but I'm not going to get the PC version. That's a whole other story we could have talked about, but I left it out and people flipping out about the fact that Tomb Raider's on sale already. I'm so angry about that. Yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that you didn't because we can we only have enough room for like I could go on. I, I hate people. I'll do. My, <laughs> I'm going to do a Facebook live about that later. Okay. All right. So um. So yeah. So Red Dead comes out this week. Hooray for you if you want to play it. Good on you. I'm not going to. Um. Like I said, it's not because I hate it. I generally just don't like Rockstar games in general. I don't know I what it is. I think they, that's super reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. And it's not even that I'm, like, opposed to, like, the content. I just, I don't like the way that they play. Like, they feel kind of clunky to me. Um, I definitely GTA Five. I stopped playing because it felt just kind of clunky and not very intuitive or well done. But people can argue with me about that. Uh, no problem there. All right, so let's move on here. So the first story DLC for Spider-Man has come out. Today. So- today yes and i still haven't finished the main game but anyhow it's called the city that never sleeps um and it's the it's got three new suits as well as some game options and um it's gonna star it stars black cat which uh we saw a little bit of uh in the main game or at least i saw a little bit of she has a she has a presence yes she has a presence no spoilers she has a presence yeah in the main game. I've rolled credits and, and almost 100%ed it on it. She has a presence. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She's definitely, like, I have interacted with her and done some things. Um, but they're also going to be adding a new game plus, which is... Um, Very excited. Yeah, it's cool, but crazy at the same time. I would I, never, never... I. This is... How about this? Uh, I am absolutely playing the new game plus. Wow. Um, I would be playing it today... If it wasn't for the fact that I loaned Spider-Man uh, to my buddy John, who had shoulder surgery, and he needed something to play, and so I loaned him Spider-Man. Oh, that was um, very nice of you. Yeah, nice. um, yeah. Well, I, I'm a you know, it he he's helped me out every once in a while. So um, I figure, what's the worst? So I I'm gonna let him borrow it before I play it again. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, <right. laughs> but so, but man, it, it, yeah, th- this deal, these DLC packs, this is exactly what they need. Um, more Spider-Man for 25 bucks. You're going to get three reasonable size DLC packs. The first one's Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. er, it, actually it's already out. It's today. I think. It's yeah. Today. Um, I, I listen 25 bucks for more Spider-Man. I'm all in. And the new game plus mode is just icing on the cake. Yeah. 
Um, so let's see what else. Fallout New California, which is a mod, was released today. So it's a new um, single player version from the world of Fallout New Vegas, um, which it sounds pretty cool. It completely rewrites the game. This yeah. is the deepest, nerdiest stuff ever. <laughs> People basically remade Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Just a different game. New assets, new story, new voice acting, everything. Yeah. That's super cool. And I was super excited until I realized it's only on PC. And I'm like, God. Well, of course. <laughs> don't you have that fancy laptop? I do, but I don't have Fallout New Vegas on it. I would have to buy that game. You have I to mean, show proof okay, that you wait. have that game. Okay, wait. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I don't Fallout really play New games Vegas. on my... I don't play games on my laptop, really. <laughs> for the sake it's the whole, of our- it's all the couch. It's the couch thing. My or- desk is not comfortable. <laughs> Just for sake of our listeners, <laughs> I'm bringing up Steam right now. Okay. You know what? It's... Hold on. Because <laughs> for real. Like Fallout New Vegas. I'm sure it's very cheap. Yes. No, this is we're gonna we're we're gonna find out. I'm gonna find out. Because you know, I have to because you said I have to buy Fallout New Vegas, and I was like, that doesn't stop anyone from anything. Um, well, I mean, I we own it. We got it we had it on 360. That's more of the issue. It's like, man, I could have just already done this if it was on console but but it's a mod by the way fallout new vegas is four dollars and 99 cents on steam yes right i'm sure yeah. <laughs> so no, it, you don't have to say you're sure i just fact checked it so it's good. no no i i totally believe you but this goes, back, this goes back to the topic of i haven't finished spider-man yet and i still want to play tomb raider i played fallout new vegas so i'm good super, there that is super recent Reasonable. Um, but man, I'm, I am interested in these. It's just I'm not a Fallout guy. Uh-huh. So like, because like the Fallout 76 BETA is starting right now. Right. And like, I'm not doing that either because I just, you know, like, meh. Like, <laughs> meh. Guy. Like, I, I hope it's great. I hope it's game of the year material. So the people, the, the nerds that want to jump in that can have a great time. Yeah. I mean, Bethesda is an awesome, an awesome developer. You have to love the world because they've got glitchy gameplay problems too. Like I was so excited that third person gameplay is actually not terrible in Fallout 4 so that I could actually play it because now I get motion sickness like crazy. Can't play first person games. But if you tried to play the third person mode in Skyrim, good luck. <laughs> because it was, not functional. I mean, it's in there, and technically, yes, you can play it, but yeah, you'd have a horrible experience. So I was happy that you know the Fallout Four had that where I could play it. But you have to be into the world, like, and I like the world. I like the whole post-apocalyptic type stuff, and it's got a good sense of humor, which I like as well. Um, one of the things that I always say is one of the funniest things I've ever encountered in games was in Fallout 3. Um, you're like out talking to like these random people. It's like crazy people who aren't raiders that are sort of just living. And the the woman in this house is like totally gone off the rails and she is just detached from reality. And you're talking to her and she asks you if you want a chocolate chip cookie. And you say yes. And then it shows up that what she gave you is a tin can. And I was like, that is awesome. 
<laughs> I love that. Here, have a cookie. Uh, anyhow. So um, so that's, yeah. So if you got a PC and you own Fallout New Vegas, you can play Fallout New California yep. as of right now. And as Steven mentioned, the beta for uh, 76 is, I think it's this week. The full-out release date for 76 is coming next month. So um, Yes, very soon. Yeah. Okay, then. Is that good with games? Was there something I else? Have, I have okay. two more stories to bring to the table. Okay. Uh, one will be very quick. Nike signed its first eSports star to a sponsorship. His oh. name is John Ziao, or Zhao, uh, otherwise known as Uzi. Um, is uh, going to um, yeah, he's uh, he's officially sponsored by Nike, and he is going to be play? um, he's a League of Legends player. Oh, okay. Um, and so um, there will be he's he's specifically was signed so because uh, they are going to release uh, a uh, a partnership like a T-shirt that is a partnership essentially between him and LeBron James. Um, mm-hmm. basically the t-shirts were all say dribble and, and then something else. So it'd be like dribble and throw dribble, and, dribble and drive, whatever. Um, yeah. but for him, it will be dribble and carry because he plays the carry role in League mm-hmm. of legends. Um, and I'm probably going to buy that shirt. I don't even play League of legends. I just think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, also I, I wanted to buy Nike merchandise for a while, so haven't been able to. So that's the first story. Um, and I think it's crazy. Nike sponsored an esports player. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, lastly, it's not very often that we record on a day when the NPD numbers come out. Mm. And for sake of information, Super Mario Party number nine mm. in sales for the month of September, which I think is super relevant um, because it's, Mario Party has not been selling well for a while. And the fact that yeah. it's nine um, and it was only beat by, you know, like, Three of the, some of the games that I mean, it was beat by Spider Man and NBA 2K and FIFA, which of course yeah. it was going to lose to FIFA. So the it's like the it, Shadows of the Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed are the only games that were above it that really surprised me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, there you go, Mario yeah. Party. Don't for, don't sleep on that game, parents. Yeah, Mario Party fun. is the truth. Yeah, so, and so even if you've hated it, because previous Mario Parties, you know, you said they haven't sold well. Well, they haven't been good which I think is part of the problem. Yeah. This one absolutely yes. is like the original. It's got some extra stuff in there. So Mario Party, Super Mario Party is awesome. Movies and TV. So speaking of LeBron James. Yeah. Speaking of he LeBron. has, <laughs> he has a, a production company that looks like it's going to be rebooting Friday the 13th. Um, they are. Which is a weird thing. Um, right? he's, he's getting all over entertainment these days, I guess. Well, I mean, um, when you got that kind of money. You do right, whatever I guess. You I guess, yeah. So um, I hope everybody knows what Friday the 13th is. I'm just assuming. It's not surprising to me that they would be getting a reboot. Um, the re- new Halloween, which isn't a reboot, um, is doing really well. It just opened last week. It's doing really, really well. People seem to really like it, too, which is, um, which is interesting. So, um, so that's not surprising at all to me. Like all of these um, kind of classic horror type things are getting remakes or reboots. Like it um, yeah. happened last year. That was really well received. I saw it. I thought it did a very good job. It was not completely true to the book, but 
it was still really, really good. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Halloween. I, I'm interested to see it. I don't think I'll go see it in the theaters, but I'm definitely interested to see it because I really liked that movie, the the first one, when I was growing up. It's so funny because when I was young, like I'm talking like like pre ten years old, I love these horror movies. I don't know what that says about my parents that they let me watch these things, but um, but I really love them. Um, and so speaking of other horror movies, <clears throat> there is going to be um, a new version of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery is going to be coming next year. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite Stephen King books. Um, so I'm super excited when I heard that was happening. And this looks good. The, the, move, the previous movie, which came out in what? It's like 1988 or 89 or something like that. Um, was kind of campy. <laughs> it wasn't that great. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, but this one, um, it looks cool. The tra- the first trailer is out now. Um, John I Lithgow. watched it, but I saw a couple of stills and I was like, yep, I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> the biggest one to me is they've got the still of the cat. So yes. um, I don't know if people know the story. I'm, I'm going to spoil everything about the story because it's been out forever. If you don't know what happens, then that's your problem. Well, if you but, can't uh, draw the conclusion from Pet Cemetery and Stephen King. Yeah, right. So the cat <laughs> is, the first, is the first one to been brought back. Um, and the picture of this cat is just awesome. Like, yeah. The cat in the previous one was this nice looking like... I don't know what they're, what they're called, a British short hair or whatever. It was like this nice, fuzzy, cuddly looking cat. The cat they've got for this one <laughs> is very mangy looking and yeah. he just looks evil. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, although, you know, I want to see this, but it's also interesting to me. I don't know how I am going to take it now that I am a parent. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that would be interesting. Yeah. To see that. It ended. It, that was one of the movies that I didn't watch when it came out because I was, I wasn't into that kind of thing that yeah. age. Um, but I watched it late teens, early twenties, and mm-hmm. it was one of the movies that has been like the deal. That was the deal breaker for me not to watch movies <laughs> like that. And as I've already mentioned many times, I'm super sensitive to stuff now that I'm yeah. a mom. So no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still want to see it because, like I said, it's one of my favorite books. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested to see um, how it's done, especially since it was done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so let's see. One more. We're not one. One more story, and then we'll get into some discussion. Wonder Woman 1984 has been pushed back. It was originally um, set for release uh, in November of next year. Now it's going to be on June 5th, 2020. Which sucks, but at the same time, I understand it. They're pulling it out of the holiday season next year, which is going to be pretty packed yeah. with some yeah, with some big Wars. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And a new Terminator in Frozen 2, oh. which is going to be insanely huge. Yeah. Frozen 2 is going to be bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it totally makes sense. And then also, you know, the first Wonder Woman was released in June as well. So, yeah. Um, that's one of the things they're going for. Because uh, bidding... The, uh, It'll own the summer. There's, you know, no question about it. It'll probably own the summer. So it's a bummer that we have to wait longer for it. But at the same time, you know, I'd rather it's, uh, especially it gives them extra time to film too. Like take extra time, do what you need to do. So, 
And so that's the news, but uh, there's some things, uh, stuff that we've been watching, which um, it's very cool. In the last podcast, you might remember that Regina recommended uh, Amazon Prime original series called Forever, which I watched twice now. I watched it by myself wow. and I watched it with my husband. Oh. Um, so that's what I tried to do. I didn't, my husband didn't get into it, but yeah. No, Um is amazing. I, I absolutely loved it. Like, like Regina said, it's short. It's eight episodes or about half an hour each. Um, it stars Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. Is that his name? I always forget yes. his name. Um, yes. And he's, I mean, he's not particularly great in it in that it's the same character that he has he played. always plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah many, he's many really times. no different. Yeah. yeah so. her that's, I was really impressed by her acting in this because she's yes, always absolutely. That, like you know, gross kind of like, I don't even know what genre of comedy you call that. I just call it gross. (laughs) She ends up being in all those movies. And I'm, I was really delighted to to see her in a role where she could kind of reach a little bit. Yeah. And it was, it was really like the reason that I really liked it was sort of um, the, the interesting, like, I don't know how much I want to spoil. All right. Yeah. It's really hard because like, like I kept wanting, I kept telling people to watch it and I'm like, I don't want to tell you anything because I knew literally nothing about it when I went in to watch it. And I think that that, that really yeah. helped me enjoy it. Yeah. Because that it, it pulls the rug out from under you a couple of times. Cause mm-hmm. like I watched the first episode and I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, this is cool. It's kind of funny. And then right. the second episode begins and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and then the third one and you're like, and then the third, yeah. what? I just, <laughs> happened yeah. what what is going on yeah um yeah. so like regina said really i mean it gets less comedic as it yes. goes forward um but oh my god the kid the teenage kid oh god mark so funny oh my god <laughs> it's just the quintessential you know teenager so yeah. um but yeah. but he was he was really really funny in the way that he responded to um to Maya Rudolph's and um, Fred Armisen's characters. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say is that they are a cu- middle-aged couple that are married. And that's about all. Yeah, that's pretty really. much all you can. And there's and one they're, they're sort of stuck in a, in a rut is basically yeah. what it is. Like yeah, they've been doing they're... the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. And yeah. So yeah. they're trying to mix things up and that's about yeah. all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> very, it's very interesting. There's one episode in the middle that is kind of the only one that, like seven of the episodes all like our narrative that just all link together. And then there's this one kind of standalone episode in the middle that yeah. I think was the moment when I realized I was watching something truly profound Yeah, um, that they would take the time to kind of break up what was such a short series. Um, and I can't imagine that they go on. Like I can't imagine. I'm assuming it's a standalone just that. Yeah, I know. Episodes. That's what I was talking to my husband. Yeah. I'm like it's, it's perfect. As, it, As is. it is, like yeah. I don't, I don't want anything. I don't want a second season, or like I don't yeah. want to know what happens. Like I wanted to end where it ended. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that when I hit that episode, I was like, this is something different. There is something very profound going on here that's yeah. very different from what I expected of it. Yeah. And and it was just. It was it was very refreshing. It's very surprising. Yeah. yeah, when I was watching that episode, it reminded me of the episode in Westworld that was completely yeah. about the the native the characters. Native. Yeah, I thought yeah. the same thing. But yeah. it's it's an interesting. That's an interesting trend too of like um, uh, a certain depth of storytelling that we're seeing coming out of 
um, streaming specific yeah. um, series where they delving more into the characters in a way that we don't generally see in, in broadcast TV. So yeah. 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 yeah I cried. I cried at the end of it. Yeah. At the, the last, yeah, this, I did too. this won't, I don't think this will give things away too much, but man, what really hit me is when she's running up the beach mm-hmm. and she starts yelling bananas. Yes. I just lost it. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. So there are listeners. I'm sure I've totally confused you. Yeah. It's, if, if you're confused, but intrigued, go watch yeah. it. <laughs> bananas. It. Bananas made me cry. But we do, um, we do have a contrast here. Uh, Steve, uh, uh, Nicole absolutely loved it on my recommendation. And Steven messaged me after watching the first episode, and he's like, uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so I checked out, and um, I didn't even get to the twist. I just Googled it. Um, I mean, so, yeah, I just was like, I can't. And part of it, and this is just really what it is. So you guys really love Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. I don't, actually. I don't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> At all, like, I, and I was, I was, I was hesitant okay. to watch it because I okay. hate their genre of comedy. So I was like, "Okay, no." I so. was, I am made so uncomfortable by their genre of comedy that I physically could not watch it. Wow, because um, like, this is so not their genre of comedy. I couldn't even make it through the first episode. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, and it's okay. okay. Yeah. This, oh yeah. The way- I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's an interesting juxtaposition. So and, yeah. So um, here's the thing. I'm glad it made you happy. And I'm glad <laughs> that you found it profound. And you know what? If I was able to stomach it, um, I probably would have agreed that it was super profound. And I'm, you know, like dudes got, you know, people got to take risks making cool stuff, right? This is art. That's what it is. Not yes. not all piece of art is going to resonate with people the same way. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do it. I tried. I tried really hard, um, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. And um, let's reverse this and say yeah. that Nicole feels exactly the same way as I do about the good place, good place. because yes. she hates. But I got through two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's funny because when you guys recommended that and said it was on Netflix, I had the assumption that it was a Netflix original. So oh, I yeah. went into it with a certain expectation, and then as soon as I started watching it, I'm like. This has the sort of network TV sheen yeah. to it. Like it's hard to explain, yeah. but you know, just the way that it's filmed, I don't even I can't articulate it. But I can recognize what is a network but TV show versus what is it's like called a, a single camera comedy. Oh, right? okay. That's probably it then. Is yeah. is the like is that I don't know exactly like yeah, but that's what that's the like specific if you want to like dig down into the sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little interesting. Um, and like you said, it's neat juxtaposition with mm-hmm. forever because it's, you know, taking the same sort of subject matter and yeah, doing very it different very, treatment. very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that main character, like I'm totally cool with sarcasm and sort of poking fun at like all the good people and all these great things that they do and blah, blah, blah. But you don't yeah. have to be a terrible person to do that. Well, and that character is just here's my here's my counterpoint and i will only offer one because i respect that you don't like it counterpoint the fact that she's a terrible person is literally the entire point of the show and i'm sure i am totally sure that that is the case but but i get it yeah yeah here's the here's the one spoiler 
all of them are terrible people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could tell that too. You just don't know because she's so upfront about it. Um, with that said, um, I had my moments with the show too, but I was carried through by the fact that I would watch Kristen Bell paint a bathroom <laughs> and, and I have an irrational love for Janet, specifically bad Janet, which you didn't get to. Yeah. Um, I have an uncontrollable crush on bad Janet. Okay. Um, it's respectable. It's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, not sh- Yeah. And well, one of the interesting things that Nicole said was she thought it was kind of a reflection of how like each of us thinks about the afterlife right. yeah, or just thinks about comedy too, like, like yeah. in terms of like how we sort of approach the topic. So I thought that was a really interesting point. And then of course, because I have to make it all about me, like I love both of them. So what is that? <laughs> what does well, that say about me? <laughs> you're agnostic about everything, Regina. Like I haven't heard you talk about how you absolutely hate anything. I don't think like, and maybe this is because you're yeah. because you're I mean, a doctor. She won. She one million percent hates the patriarchy. I'm. I, I, I well, one million percent. Hate I'm the talking about like sure. art, but oh. like an art. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. Like I think that that's part of it. Is that I I can almost always see the value in something yeah. um, that's artistically made. Um, I don't give things that I don't like a lot of time. Like if I don't get into something or when I have given, like that's one of the reasons why I'm still so mad at the walking dead. Like Mm. I was really into that show. I was really into those characters. And then I was just like, I just can't do this. Like just like sweaty Rick Grimes has got to go. Like (laughs) what about this as a possibility? And I mean, this, this is not like there's only so many glowing boxes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah. am way more critical of move. Like, I am way more discerning about what movies I want to watch. Mm. And, and like, I don't watch t- like t- my, the, literally the TV shows that I have dedicated time to are Voltron, The Good Place, Monday Night Raw. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and like football. Because I really enjoy football. Right. I know you guys don't like that, but you know, right. it's my thing, right? Glad it makes you happy. Yeah. And other yeah. than that, you owe me a quarter. You stole my line. Um, <laughs> so, like, I should get that. I'm definitely getting, I'm happy it makes you happy as a yes. t shirt when we you start should. selling EFG swag. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, but, but because of that, and the reason for that is not because, like, I hate television, it's that I have other crap to yeah. watch. Yeah. I would say and, I'm probably even more. <laughs> there are even less TV shows that I watch. That's because you keep watching one of them over and over and over again. <laughs> or at the point, but, you now, know what? If I found something that I liked, then I would watch it. Like I, uh, Westworld, I was very skeptical on. Well, actually, my husband was more skeptical once I convinced him for us to watch it. Then we got into it. So. And then, God, what else do I even watch? Stranger Things. Although the last uh, season of that was not as good as the first one. But but um, you also read probably more than me and Regina combined. Yeah, that's I, true. Really? Yeah. <laughs> although I did just finish a book. I'm very excited about that. Okay, well, we'll talk, you- about, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah. I used so, to read a lot more than I do now. Well, what I mean is, like, you can, like, there's only so much time that, that right, I was listening yeah. to a podcast just on the way home from work today. By the way, yes, I have a job. Thanks for everybody's support. So, like, <laughs> on the way home from work today, it's like, 
you can't play every video game anymore. Like you just yeah. can't, you can't yeah. watch every show. Like you yeah. used to be able to, you used to be like, I'm a TV person and I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to watch all of must see TV. And that's like, you, and, and, and um, whatever. And you were going to catch like the bulk of it. Right. Mm-hmm. There weren't that many choices that you had to make um, because there was, you couldn't watch things online. So it's like, you know, you just, you didn't have to make a lot of choices. They balanced it appropriately. Yeah. Now, like they, shows that it's nothing's watched live so they put shows right up against each other they just don't care mm-hmm. and so you it the way that we consume media there's just no way to watch it all anymore there and it's all good you know like objectively i'm sure forever was great right that i can say the cinematography was wonderful the two of them are great together so mm-hmm. like you could not, I could not think of two act like an actor and an actress who play off each other better than Maya Rudolph and, and Fred Armisen, right? Like they are perfect together. So like, you know what I mean? Like objectively, it's great. I just couldn't do it. And like the fact that you like those two things, I mean, it could just be something very small. And the fact that you didn't like, it's not like there were, uh, there was another glowing box competing for your time. Yeah. And I mean yeah. that not in a disrespectful way. It's like, no, I'm not taking it at all. You weren't racing to be yeah. like, oh, I got to go grind in World of Warcraft. Like, you weren't doing that. <laughs> Most of my, well, I, t- I mean, you might have been wanting to. Oddly play World to of that point, um, Chris and I have started playing um, Dungeons and Dragons online now. Oh. Actually, um, I have been grinding a new character in <laughs> an MMO. So it's funny that you bring that up. Um, but. I, uh, part part of it is that most of my most of my video consumption, this is going to sound horrible, uh, <laughs> is done while I'm grading discussion boards um, <laughs> uh, in my online classes. That doesn't sound terrible at all because I'm sure that grading discussion boards is probably the worst thing a human being could be stuck doing. Like it's I think my, I would rather yeah. shovel elephant shit. It's among the most mind numbing, the mind numbing parts of my work. Um, because, yeah. Oh man, because my bet is that you, if out of a hundred students, three of them probably know how to produce engaging content in that format. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's just it's all and, wrote. It's yeah. all like answer these questions, make sure you get these points, make sure you get this stuff down. And I can, you know, during this long time, I can skim them and get you know the general idea that they got it or they didn't. Yeah. Um, and only on rare occasions do I have something that I have to actually like act on in those. It's really just a rote, like making sure they got the work done. Yeah. Uh, and it's so like a lot- grading a spelling test in first grade. Right. Yeah. A lot of my, a lot of my consumption comes during that time mm-hmm. um, in terms of videos uh, because it does help kind I of like, you. yeah. You I know, support you. Um, <laughs> yeah. when I took online classes, I tried to put jokes in mine. Yeah, I tried to I, make mine a little bit interesting. I appreciate the the students who are conscientious of putting um, like their own voice in in their writing in the discussion boards. Um, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. But well, you can absolutely tell who has ever used a message board before. Yeah. Yes. There's also the whole problem with the influx of high school students in community college online courses, which mm-hmm. is a whole other topic for another issue. But. Um, and not on this podcast, probably, but, um, you know, it just, it just, yeah, the whole thing. So, so a lot of the times I won't say my attention is completely split, but it definitely is kind of like broken between the two things because I am like kind of working while I'm watching a lot of stuff. Not I watch the good place and 
forever when I was doing that, but I went back and watched forever again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that. I don't do that with a good place. Like I, I laugh and you know, yeah, I think the good, uh, the good place is definitely not, I, 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 I would imagine because I didn't finish it. I mean, forever is obviously yeah. a deeper experience. Oh, yeah. The it's good place, profound. the good sure. place feels to me. And, and I mean, this is, it feels to me like the big bang theory applied to a philosophy program. Yes. Like it is, For let's sure. just, it's just cheap philosophy jokes and, mm-hmm. But the problem is, I just don't give any shits because I I still watch the bag, Big Bang Theory. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't watch it, but I, you know, I yeah, I've been it. watching clips on YouTube of the new season. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait until the I'm going to watch the finale of Big Bang Theory. Speaking of television, I'm absolutely going to yeah. get caught up and watch the finale because I watch the finale of everything. I watch the finale of I not everything, but I watch the finale of some shows that I didn't even watch. Yeah, okay. because I'm interested. I am always interested in how they end television programs. It's mm. one of the reasons why I am somewhat interested in watching the final season of Game of Thrones. Outside of the fact that I want to, because I just don't want to listen to Nicole yell at me anymore. You but, have to. You have to watch the last season too. Oh, I as know. As Trust as me, as... I know. I'm gonna because it's re- <laughs> because it's required reading in order to enjoy it and appreciate it. But like. For but like the reason I am playing literally the reason that I have a subscription to World of Warcraft right now outside of the fact that Evan wanted to play is because I want to be there when they shut those servers down like I want to know what that is like um and so yeah like I'm I have a weird thing with like the end of things does that sound weird um like I I was I really appreciated like the Deathly Hollows because it was the Mm -hmm. end like so. I'm the end of things is especially media like that is always interesting to me. Fascinating. So you're the opposite of Don Draper. I don't understand. No Mad Men. Nobody's watched Mad Men. Okay. Um, I have very like not much. Well, there was just like when one of the women that he was dating breaks up with him says to him, you only like things when they're beginning or you only like the beginnings of things. Yeah. He's a pretty terrible character. He's a pretty terrible character. Yeah. (laughs) I think but, that's why I didn't keep watching it. It was just yeah. like this is, this is I made it through. This guy makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean yeah, there're very few things. There's only one thing that could possibly keep me watching that show and the, and the, the rest of it is not enough. Um <laughs> there's just really only one reason for me to watch it. And, I, and it would just make my wife mad. So I just mad <laughs> man. I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about Christina Hendricks. Christina Hendricks, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I was going to. I, I was trying I, to come up with a really quick Serenity joke, but I couldn't. I didn't get it out. My God, how about this? She was on Firefly. I found. I met her on Firefly, and I was like, "Who is this lady?" Yeah. And I was like, "Wait, this lady's been around and been a thing for a while, and no one told me." I posted <laughs> on Facebook. I was like, "How did no one tell me that this woman existed?" And uh, everyone was like, well, we figured you knew because you would have seen her on Firefly. I was like, you guys, I didn't watch Firefly. Uh, I have since watched Firefly. We have okay. discussed this. Yeah, oh, we over- have? I don't know. Uh, yes. um, it's overrated. Um, okay. But it was not given a fair shake. Like, I think it had yeah. the potential to be one of the greatest shows ever. Yeah, I if, agree with if you. If Fox didn't ruin overrated. it. Yeah. What yeah. Ex- the body of work that exists is a shade better than hot garbage, but it was the bones of the very best thing in the world are there. 
Like the actors and actresses, all amazing. The concept, super yeah. great. Fox just totally screwed them. That's, yeah. I mean, that's it. Fox screwed them. Because the first season of everything is garbage. I mean, come on. The first season mm-hmm. of everything sucks. Just, it always, you know, they always Yeah, I just started watching uh, Buffy again because um, I didn't have enough to keep me busy while I'm doing this. Garbage, right? Board, the so. first season of Buffy is trash. I didn't even want to, I didn't want even want to go, I didn't want to watch the second season. Second season's pretty decent. I jumped in at season six because I wanted to watch the musical. So I just jumped in there. But um, I think the reason why I hadn't gone back and done a rewatch was because I didn't want to watch the first season again. Right? T- I mean, it's, and that's, it's just because that's what it is, right? They haven't yeah. figured it out. The actors, like. Yeah. So I listen, I talk a lot of crap about Firefly, but like it's under the fact that I feel really bad for that fandom because mm-hmm. it should have been they should have had like if they did another, like if if someone like Netflix, I mean they keep making jokes about it, but like literally if Netflix somehow got the rights and did it now, yeah, it would be like Star Trek The Next Generation. Because like the original yeah. Star Trek series was terrible. <laughs> but it had such cool concepts and it like such iconic stuff that when they expanded it into the later series, it was amazing stuff. They could totally do that with Firefly. Hmm. I, I don't know why if they're gonna like they're spending like a good trillion dollars making a, a Lord of the Rings TV series on Amazon. Like, I get it. There's money to be made there. They do not understand the money that is available. Like, no one understands the money that is available from making a good Firefly series. Because that yeah. fandom is crazy and it is only growing, yeah. which doesn't make any sense. Because it this, But whatever. Brown coats forever. Brown coats forever. Mm-hmm. Listen, I would watch it. I didn't even... Like, I would watch the show on Netflix or whatever. Like, I would watch it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't even really like the first one. <laughs> But, but like I have respect for it. Like the anyway, yeah. It's weird. I am a, I'm a complicated man. <laughs> Just not complicated not enough to watch forever. Um, wow. Anyhow, <laughs> I, just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Books and comics. So last time we recorded, we talked about how cool the trailer for Mortal Engines looked, but how none of us knew exactly what was going on. Did you so find I picked out up the book? <laughs> I'm not done with it yet. I'm almost done with it. I probably am not like it's it's a it's a quartet so, of books. Can you probably yes, I can explain. What the hell is going on? Because I'm so confused. So apparently, and and this whole the the sense of what happened is still kind of vague. So apparently, there was this huge sort of disaster, um, of like world disaster of sure. um, terrible technology being used as weapons and like basically obliterated civilization for the most part. So people don't know anything about that technology anymore for the most part. And because the landscape is so just destroyed, people live in cities that are mobile. Um, and then they, the big cities like will eat littler, they call it eat littler cities. They basically like consume all of the resources from these cities and take the people that live there as slaves or you know whatnot um but the main story here with mortal engines is that there's a specific piece of technology that this girl's mother had found and this guy um elrond uh (laughs) (laughs) he plays the bad guy in here but him has he killed her parents and kind of um wounded her and so her whole thing is she's trying to catch him and kill him um 
I don't think the book is all that great, honestly. I would not have been reading it had I not been curious and wanting to understand what's going on. Um, I'm almost done with it. I mean, I'm not going to stop. I'll finish it. I doubt very much that I will read the uh, the next three because I just don't think it's that interesting. But anyhow, that's what's going on <laughs> in that. So now I have a better understanding of it. The, the movie looks way cooler than the book is interesting. I will say that. But um. But anyhow, so that's that. That's that's all I've been reading. So, Regina, you said you cool. finished something. I did. I finished The Girl with a Red Balloon, which I was cool. talking about um, starting because my library did the it's called a big read. And so they made unlimited right. digital copies available. Um, and uh, it had a good twist. Uh, the multiple narrators was really great that it's told in different um uh, points in time and points in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has a whole thing about the Holocaust involved in it as well um, as East Berlin before the wall came down. Um, so yeah, just really, really cool. And I kept thinking about how it's a young adult title um, and how it's a really great way to mesh histories mm-hmm. and times of conflict for young adults, because I think, yeah. uh, you know, Adults could benefit from it as well, but just looking at, you know, the impact that the Holocaust sort of had on Germany and the governments in West Germany and East Germany and all that when, you know, there was like this you know, division and all that. So yeah. it was really great. And I just, I can't recommend it highly enough. So I downloaded, there's a second in the series and um, I didn't want to wait the six weeks to read it. I just finished The Girl with Red Balloon last night. So I'm getting, I'm downloaded The Spy with the Red Balloon, which is the second in the series. Yeah, um, I think that's probably what I'm going to read next since you liked it so much. I'm yeah, gonna, check gonna, it out. Let me know what you think. Yeah. I can't, I, again, like with forever, I need people to like watch these things that I think are crazy good. So, yeah. 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 This what I, you know, when we were watching, Isaac's like, well, how did you find out about this? And I'm like, well, Regina recommended this. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friends jokingly call me the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just like to insert its pop culture gateway drug, right? Because um, right. I generally have good recommendations for shows and books yes. and things. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dude, cool. Drugs, drugs are bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. drugs, drugs are bad. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I know. I, um, I'm sorry I missed all that because my wife called me. Um, so okay. I. So, That's right. So you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find out what's happening. <laughs> in the mortal engines all on my own and our listeners are going to be like steve that's the story the story is that after all this time i waited for you to do all this research and i didn't even get to find out um, so there are some super nerds that listen to this podcast our i know podcast? there are to this oh. particular podcast there okay. are some super nerds that listen and so for them i found what i think is the nerdiest graphic novel ever made okay this is some nerdy shit but i bought it and i read it and it is really good um and i incur it so this is important for children of the 80s i found a for specifically boys who liked transformers (laughs) um this comic book that i bought is transformers versus versus visionaries okay (laughs) Visionaries is a deep cut 80s cartoon that had 26 episodes. It was they were trying to sell a new line of toys that used the G.I. Joe molds, but they were twice as big. 
So not the molds, but the design as far as articulation. Um, And there are things that they had hologram things on their chest. And that was like their totem animal that they could transform into. It was very (laughs) dumb, super stupid, (laughs) but I loved it. And I mainly watched, loved it because I couldn't watch it because it came on right at the time that we had to go to church. So I watched 15 <laughs> minutes of every episode every week. And then eventually I got old and was like, oh, my God, I want this and bought it all on DVD. And I remembered, oh, that it really wasn't that great. I had the same problem. So, but um, there is a comic book from IDW that is Transformers versus Visionaries. And it is amazing. <laughs> um because they reimagined everything and it's just super awesome. So for those of you who are listening that like comic books, if you want to read something that's like a, a, an unabashed throwback to the eighties, um, I would definitely recommend Transformers versus Visionaries. It is literally $12 on Amazon. It's not bad. $12. It's not, it's not going to change your life. <laughs> But I have been waiting for an opportunity to talk about this thing because it is so stupid. Like I, every minute that I read this comic book, I was like, this is the dumbest shit I have ever read. But God, did I love every minute of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So anything else, Stephen, you've been reading besides dumb comic books? <laughs> I mean, and you know what's crazy, folks, is she said that, but like, I'm not even offended because it's a dumb comic book. You know, <laughs> just I've been reading some nonfiction stuff, so nothing oh, okay. particularly ex, nothing particularly exciting. Um, I've been reading a book uh, called um, "The Disappearance of Childhood." Okay. Which the the long and short of it is, it is an author who his thesis statement is that childhood is a uh, cultural construct that used to not exist. And is slowly going away. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and I, he's kind of right. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. so. Adolescence too, by the way, it's a social construct yeah. like, that didn't exist yeah. before um, labor laws because at 13, you would have gone to work. Yeah. yeah. So they, um, so his, uh, so the, the, the entire premise, super interesting. I've been reading a lot. And he, he blamed, I mean, blame is the wrong word, but he lays a lot of the responsibility on literacy. Mm. Um, because when they decided, like, when you, yeah. So, um, and a lot of other really subtle things. And I don't know why I'm reading it. Like, I I mean, I'm reading it because the idea, a lot of it is, um, that I've been studying and trying to learn a lot about age compression, which is like the whole concept of, kids do things younger now than they used to and Mm -hmm. kids experience things younger now than they used to. And this kind of was basically, I read a paper on it and then um, the paper was like 15 pages long. And then I went to the, the tail end of it and I was like, Oh, look at all these books. And so this is probably a book that was like in the footnotes and was like responsible for one sentence in this 15 page paper. But here I am reading the whole book because I think it's fascinating. So um, welcome. Yeah, welcome to that level of nerd that I am. Guess who's getting ready for net? Na- Guess who's getting ready for a month of writing? Oh, right. Yeah, I have. I I'm on the fence about whether I'm going to do that or not because you probably can't because you have contract work to do. I do, but it's only for a week. Um, oh, well then. And then I'm going to be in the Bahamas for a week. November is just. November. We've discussed November's this. Bad. November like, is really I bad. I never do NaNoWriMo because it's November. Yeah, I'm, I just, gonna, I'm sorry. Gonna, yeah, I've got a new book I've been writing, which is why I haven't been playing games so much. But um, 
but I might do the thing like I did last year and just make January my um, month of writing. I would try to, to jump both. in on that with you. Yeah. I have to do Where both. Better. So. You have to do both? Yeah, I do. I mean, so realistically speaking, and everybody listening can knows my plight, like, I need to have, I need a book. I need a book. I, do. I need multiple books. Otherwise, like, the, um, like, all, I go to all these library talks, right? And they're all mm-hmm. like, oh, are you going to have copies of your book for sale? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? I just want people, people to go to my website. And, and all of the librarians are like, that's so weird. Why don't you have a book? <laughs> and I'm like, because writing books is really hard. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, well, like, but you should write one. And then you could sell them at our talks because that's what people go, come to these for, to right. buy, books. buy books. And I'm like... Oh, also, like, it adds credibility. Like, I really have none. I'm just some asshole on the internet. Like, but if I have a book, then maybe I'll be a little bit more credible. I mean, I'm credible to you guys because we've talked about the same subject forever. But, like, to some person who doesn't know who I am, I'm just some asshole, right? (laughs) I mean, you guys know that I'm more flippant about somebody, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. So, So I need them. Which is why I started work on the glossary thing because I am, in fact, that's the that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the glossary. Like basically, I'm going to make a translate, like a guide, so that a a soccer mom who has no idea can understand what her children are saying when they are done playing Fortnite. So yeah. you, you know, there's this little site that I know of called the Geek Embassy. Yeah, <laughs> it has an entire series called Gaming 101. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm trying not to read it. <laughs> Because that's how Philip Mewson got into trouble. So I'm like, I don't want to unintentionally plagiarize. Well, he probably intentionally did it. I don't want to unintentionally plagiarize. <laughs> okay. Um, that's why. That's why. Like when you said, like when you said, well, do you want a glossary uh, from my dissertation?" And my initial reaction was, "Oh my god, yes!" And then I like was like glad that like I still haven't looked at it yet right. because I don't want to. Well, I was just going to tell you to take it. Like, you can just use my definitions. I'm cool with that. Or edit them as you wish. Like, yeah. that's fine. I mean, I probably, I might, I, I, I mean, I know where it is. I mean, I Googled right. and before I clicked the link, I was, I, I favorited it because I'm like, I don't, I want to, you know, I don't want to steal. <laughs> well, you just um, put, thanks to Regina for. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I yeah, think just put Regina in the acknowledgements. That's, you know. Yeah, I'm good with I that. Mean, I mean, it's still stealing. It's just polite stealing. But, <laughs> not stealing. It's, not, it's research. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I'm I'm probably overthinking it. But that's what I'm doing uh, yeah. during. That's what I'm doing during two months of writing. Is I'm just gonna do like two or three definitions a day and not worry about word count. Worry about right the thing. Um, because yeah. fun fact, do you know what the most viewed article on Engage Family Gaming over the last six months has been? It's not still that Grand Theft Auto article, is it? No, but that still gets a uh, that my my Xbox 360 GTA 5 review still gets 10 views a month. Yeah. Which let's be real, that's still kind of impressive. Yeah. But because it's I mean, been it's getting just, 10 views a month for what as long as your website is Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not I mean, it's still only 10 views. Like that's not a lot, but it's it's one of the more popular. No, it, it is one of the more popular articles on my site. Definitely in the top 20. Um, in the beginning, it was getting thousands. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore. But um, but I bet you it'll get a spike thanks to Red Dead Redemption. I'm mm-hmm. interested to see. But um, it is 
I did a definition of a gameplay loop. Mm. And that has been getting lots of views. I don't mm. know why. It must be. And I, I mean, I looked. It's coming from organic search traffic. It's not like... Mm. Some it's not like some instructor at a game design school like linked to it in a discussion or something like that, which would be great. But no, organic search. Somebody just it must be the only article that defines a gameplay loop that's not behind a paywall. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I guess people like definitions. Let's roll with it. <laughs> sure. I found like a hundred and forty of them so far, and I haven't even researched uh, Regina stuff. So. <laughs> And we're gonna we're we're gonna go there anyway. I, I don't want to take you know I've side I've sidetracked this, but okay. No, no, that's all right. It's um, what I do. <laughs> I okay, we well, all do it to a degree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how how long did I make us talk about Halloween at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> Quite a long time, I think. Um, yeah, but I do think that's going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page. I write a, uh, well, I used to, I'm going to continue to write a biweekly column, <laughs> Game of Thrones for the Geek Embassy. I took about a month off, but um, that's all right. Uh, yeah. So my handle on Twitter is at Nicole Tanner. I will be talking about Game of Thrones at GeekroCon, which is this coming weekend. Our panel is at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Um, it's going to be me, Regina, Isabella, who is also from the Geek Embassy, um, a few other people that are crazy into Game of Thrones. We're going to be talking specifically about the female characters. Um, and it's shaping up to be a really cool discussion. Like I yeah. love, we get together fun. a spreadsheet with everybody's ideas and I think it's, it's going to be really cool. Um, so yeah, so Regina is head geek at the geek embassy. Like I said, she's going to be talking with me this Saturday. We get to meet. So what else is going on, Regina? Uh, we're, well, like I mentioned somewhere in the episode, um, uh, we're a little stymied with content right now because everybody's got other things going on. Uh, but we do have a Halloween piece. I think that's going to come out from Max, um, next week. He's going to do a dramatic reading of an Edgar Allan Poe story for us. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, I am hoping to record our panel from Geek Girl Con, uh, and put that up on the Geek Embassy, um, watches uh podcast feed um so yeah definitely keep your keep your ear out for that uh because it'll be all of us being awesome and you know that's always <laughs> good um and i'm hoping to make some contacts for some more interviews for game on girl as well um this semester i, I gotta write <laughs> out in the next month and, <laughs> and i'll be in the clear but yeah. oh boy i got a lot to do in the next month so yeah Yes, especially with the, the con, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Steven is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming, is currently working on a gaming glossary book, as we just mentioned. What else are you doing, Steven? It's hard for me to say that I'm working on it because I really just have a spreadsheet with a list on it. However, <laughs> I, will, I will do it. I have to get it done. Yeah, it, it, you're right, it is. Um, you know what we're just doing? You know, I, I think the biggest thing that I want to talk about is how about this? We have a community manager now. His oh, name is yeah. Jeff. Doing great His name is Jeff, um, and he's doing a great job. So I encourage everyone um, because our content is continuing as one would expect it to. We just put up our holiday gift guides and there's more coming. The EFG show is back. I did it last Wednesday. I'm doing it again this week. Um, 
and every Wednesday from here on out. But the real thing is like join in our community because like there's stuff going on. Um, I realized that I just did not have enough time. So I posted that I was looking for someone and I got a lot of applications. Who knew? I got literal applications and resumes. Um, that was not what I was just expecting some nerd to be like, Hey, I could do that. Um, and I got a bunch of nerds to say, Hey, I can do that. And here are my qualifications. Jeffrey, not the highest qualified. However, he was way more excited. And really my entire qualification was how hype are you? Because you're doing an amazing job. Um, so join our community, engagefamilygaming.com slash community. That's a Facebook group and like our Facebook page and you'll see all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and most importantly, every Sunday, he puts up a list of all the games that are coming out that week. And you would think that that's not a big deal, but that's hard. And it's yeah. kind of a useful tool because you get to know what's coming. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of stuff coming to Switch every week, by the way. It's crazy. Yeah. That's all right. It. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. And we will be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.